three, two, one. Boom, we're back. Finally had some time to be able to do this. We are live. Welcome in. Welcome to episode 188 of the G Meeker MMA Show. This is the G Meeker MMA Show. My name is Gabriel Hernandez. Thank you all for joining me here on Thursday morning. Thursday, June 13th, 2019. I think we keep continuing to set records because we talk about early podcasts. I just keep doing them earlier and earlier and earlier. It's nearing 7 a.m. right now, so bear with me if we start off a little bit slow. But anyways, it's good to be back. It's great to be here. Um, Been a long week. Very hot if you're in California. Super hot in the hundreds, triple digits, triple C, as in Henry Cejudo winning the UFC bantamweight title against Marlon Marias. We're going to talk about that later. I'm fucking excited about that. Welcome in, like I said, um, to a brand new episode of the G Meeker MMA show. We've been off for about a week or so, so it feels good to be back here um, Thursday morning, you know, earlier the better because the weather is super nice. I think it's going to be about approximately like 90 or something today. After 12, it said it was supposed to be 87 here in my hometown. I don't know how accurate that is. I've never been one to sincerely trust in the weather apps or the weather or what the fucking people say on the news because you just don't never know how accurate they are because I don't know I just don't trust it sometimes it's not completely accurate sometimes you get snow we're not supposed to or not snow rain we're not supposed to get rain heat or we're not supposed to get heat it's supposed to cool down but usually most of the time it is pretty damn accurate but just some certain times you never know but anyways um before we get going we always do this as a tradition for every single episode if you don't know now you know we are available on iHeartRadio my favorite one next one Spotify that's the most popular one I feel like you know out of all of them Spotify if you have an iPhone is available on the iPhone uh, podcast app Google Play Podcasts, uh, Podbean, CastBox.fm, and all the other major podcast providers. Most likely, wherever you're getting your podcast, our show is available there. And if you want to join us in the podcasting realm, podcasting world, you can visit www.anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, like I said, is a fantastic app. I may have directed one of my friends the other day, actually, to Anchor. And this is a true story. I'm not joking around. He asked me, exactly. I'm not going to say any names. I'm going I'm to leave his name anonymous. But he asked me, how do I get started? How do I do the podcast? How do I get paid? What, what do you get paid? How does this all work? So I broke it down. I just told him about Anchor. I said, it's an easy app. You just go. If you're an Android user, if you're an iPhone user, minus the AirPods. Don't buy those. Those are stupid as fuck. Just kidding. Um... So what I asked, what what I told him was just download the Anchor app. It'll guide you through it. One two three, ABC one two three. It guides you through step by step by step. An audio voice guides you through, shows you every single thing you need to use, how you need to do it, the what you need to do on there, and it's easy. It's 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 a simple step by step process, and you know. It, it, it was easy, like I said. I, I just guided him to it. I told him to download the app. It's easy as fuck. That's how I got my start. I didn't start. 
my podcast using Anchor back when I originally started it, but I did end it with Anchor. Like I have, I'm currently using Anchor right now, and I feel that you know I should share my knowledge about it. I should share how I feel about it because I'm not just saying this just to just to promote it or anything like that. Obviously, I'm trying to, but it legitimately was the best damn app, and it was it was hell going through all these other different ways of trying to publish my podcast. It was super hard. It was irritating. And, you know, for a while I wasn't able to do my show and I was going insane because there was so much good shit happening during that time frame that I normally would have done an episode on. So it was super frustrating. And now I've landed home base with Anchor. So like I said, anchor.fm slash start um, to visit my podcast directly or support the page directly. You can visit www.anchor.fm slash g meeker mma show like i said they guide you through every single step of the process most likely any question you got with that anchor how to get started how to set it up how to publish your podcast how to know where where everything goes you know it's easy because it, it automatically distributes your podcast to all the other major podcast providers and that's a huge benefit with anchor i don't know how the hell they came up with this amazing app but they did and that's what i use to distribute my podcast so anchor.fm slash start let's begin well what do you mean with we have already been starting that was like four minutes how long was that ad that wasn't even an ad the ad starts in the beginning and there's like some cutoffs and stuff in the, in the beginning. Like you hear a couple of little, you know, stops in, in there, like, you know, kind of skips. It sounds like a skipping in the beginning. If you click like on every single new episode, it clicks like it, it, it skips and stuff. And it sounds like, you know, something went wrong. So I might have to re-record that ad, but that ad's just so fucking good. I don't know how the hell I came up with that one, but that one was pretty damn good. You know, obviously I read off the script a little bit, but you have to personalize it a little bit too. So, um, so coming up on today's episode, like I said, we always usually talk about everything that's coming up, either in the mixed martial arts world and everything else, and that's what we will do today. We got a great schedule. We have a great lineup. We got a lot of exciting shit to cover. A lot of things coming up. Uh, uh, thoughts on some on some things that went down. Obviously, UFC 238 wrapped up. We'll talk about Henry Cejudo's win over Marlon Marias, where Henry goes from there. Champ, champ status. What should he do next? Defend the flyweight title, bantamweight title. I'll give you my thoughts on that. Al Jermaine Sterling with a fantastic performance over Pedro Munoz. One of my favorite, if not like, you know, the best performances of Aljo's career. We'll talk about that, what's next for him. Um, potential fight if he's next for the Henry Cejudo. We'll talk about all that. I'll give you my thoughts and opinions on that. Um Tatiana Suarez stays undefeated, defeating Nina Ansarov as predicted. Suffered a neck injury, but she was able to withstand that, overcome adversity, and, you know, essentially come back to win the fight. You know, third round, eh, but, you know, she came back to win the fight. She's undefeated. We'll talk about what's next for her and who should be next for the champion at 115 pounds, along with some breaking news about the UFC, some rumored fights potentially between Andrade and uh, Liz Carmouche, who's one of the women who beat Valentina back in the day, but you know it's not all confirmed yet. It was supposed to be that Weili Zhang Chinese lady or whatever it was. She was going to be going to Asia or some shit like that, but that didn't. I don't know if that got scratched or if it was just a, a hard rumor or something like that. Um, we'll also talk about my favorite 
unfortunate, but we'll have to talk about the future for both Tony Ferguson and Donald Cerrone, the, you know, the anticipated, highly anticipated uh, lightweight showdown ended in the second round, I think, wait, was it the second round? When did that fight end? It ended like, I think it, it, it because it, it was like after the second round, if I'm not mistaken, because, you know, the whole, I, the, the whole, uh, you know, Cerrone sneezed and his eye freaking exploded. Not uh, it, it swelled up. You're never supposed to do that. You know, it was uh, his nose, and he blew his nose, and then his eye swelled up. I was like, "What the fuck? Oh no!" Oh, and then you know, obviously, whatever, whatever, everything else that happened after that happened. So, um, we'll talk about that. Obviously, we just had the Khabib versus Poirier press conference. So that's the next fight to talk about Khabib versus Poirier. And now we're talking about how Tony Ferguson fits in the mix. If he's going to be getting the next title shot, if they're going to run it back with him versus Cerrone, I don't know which of those options are going to do, but we'll talk about that. Um, someone else had another fantastic performances, dude. I swear that whole card was fucking good, dude. Um, Pieter Jan defeats Jimmy Rivera. Very close fight. I thought it was a lot closer than it seemed in a lot of other people's eyes. Aside from Rivera getting hurt in both the end of both rounds and stuff. So it's kind of like Pieter stole the rounds by, you know, having those big knockdowns or, you know, those significant moments in the one big significant moment in the fight when there's nothing so much going on in, in a very stalemated fight can really change the outcome of the fight. Never leave it in the hands of the judges. So Pierre Tian defeats him. Uh, like I said, Al Jermaine Sterling looked absolutely for, I was going to say, I can't, I can't even think of an actual word to put. I, mean, I was speechless, dude. He, he looked phenomenal. How about that? Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. He pieced him up. Now, there's a couple times where I thought Pedro was going to go down with some of those shots. I mean, but if you look at Pedro's previous fights, he's a dog, man. He'll weather the storm. I mean, the Cody Garbrandt fight, I thought the same thing. He ended up catching Cody, so I thought maybe he would end up catching Aljamain. I never thought that Aljamain would lose. I mean, I, I thought Pedro was a very tough fight. I just didn't know how it was going to go. So, like I said, we're kind of talking about it. I, I just kind of listed the lineup, but you kind of get the gist of where we talking talking about um there's some exciting fights coming up as well some exciting bellator fights um i think the the last round of the the welterweight tournament is rory versus uh neiman gracie and that will be the next person to fight douglas lima for the final for the uh the, the welterweight final so we'll see what happens with that we'll talk about that also chel sonnen versus leota machida and bellator's got a whole stacked card so this weekend i'm probably gonna be watching some bellator t- too and um i'm pretty sure there's a ufc card too so i don't know we'll, we'll see what happens but let's not waste any time let's get right into it ufc 238 we've got a new champion at 135 pounds, and speaking of champions retaining their belts as well, we can't forget about the queen, the dominant queen, the assassin, the bullet, Valentina Shevchenko, defeating Jessica I by second round knockout, beautiful head kick, sounded like a baseball bat colliding, I was 
blown away by her performance. You know, in my you know, the, the best part about this. Let's get right, let's get right into this. Let's tell the story because this is the funniest part about it. Um, um, so I was like, you know, I feel like Jessica I doesn't really have, you know, she, I don't know if she knows what she's getting into with Valentina. I don't think she really, you know, technically, it just seems like Valentina is so much more sound. You know, I don't know if I knows what she's going to be expecting and stuff. And, you know, I thought it was going to be like a long, you know, grueling fight for I outpointed by Valentina the whole time. And it was like a unanimous decision victory where Valentina just looked absolutely dominant against a Jessica I, you know, who's a great fighter. She's a gritty fighter. She's great. She's phenomenal. You know, she, 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 she's very well-rounded. She's very, you know, she's wild and stuff. And, you know, she's an excellent fighter, but, you know, I just thought that Valentina was more superior. So I thought that Valentina would carry her throughout the, uh, all the rounds and, and you know that wasn't the case I mean Valentina landed a head kick from hell so geez how do you write that any better that was absolutely phenomenal I enjoyed it so where did she go from them let's just break it all down let's start with women because women are amazing and you know women have the baby so why not and they're fucking beautiful too there's so many women in the world that are absolutely stunning so why not? Valentina Shevchenko defeats Jessica I by knockout in the second round. And she looks good. She's always looked good. That's the thing. Since before the Amanda fight, since before she fought Juliana Pena, before she fought Holly Holm, you know, I thought, I, I always saw something in her. I was just like, oh shit, this girl's scary. She slowly but surely, you know, kind of climbed up the, the UFC ladder. But in my head, I already felt like she was doing that. I mean, her submission victories over Juliana Pena, you know, she beat Holly Holm. Um, you know, close fights with Amanda Nunes, which shows you how good Amanda Nunes is. Um, and, you know, her fights, you know, she lost uh, two. Uh, she has three losses, but uh, who else? Is she? she lost with Amanda Nunes twice, and she lost two. Um, Liz Carmouche once, so, um, you know, other than that, no, she hasn't lost since the Amanda fight, and that was a fight a lot of people thought she essentially won, so, you know, it's, Valentina's looks absolutely amazing, you know, her skills prove it, you know, that's more than, more than convinced, obviously, I'm more than convinced about that, I've always been more than convinced, I've always thought she was complete, I, I, I always felt that she, you know, she put it all together perfectly, she's versatile in all areas, her, sharp, her, her, her striking is crisp and sharp, and, you know, she's very technical, and, you know, she's fucking phenomenal, man, she is the pinnacle of, a, of the dominant females women's champion right now, she's the face of the women's division, you know, no disrespect to um, no, 115 pound champ Jessica Andrade. She's also the face. You know, these two women are carrying the, the sport right now, and Jessica Andrade is doing phenomenal as well. I mean, her slam KO of Rose Namajunas is proof in its own right. I mean, look at Rose defeating a former women's goat at 115 pounds, and you want a young Jacek. Rose beat her twice, and Jessica Andrade comes in, beats Rose, and and now look at what just how good Jessica Andrade. I mean, look at how good all these other fighters are that these women have been competing against and that takes you to Valentina who's fought in Amanda Nunes for the title twice 
for 25, 15 minutes with her the first time, 25 minutes with her the second time. You know, it was a close fight both times. A lot of people did lean towards Valentina both fights, and that, that only makes me want to see a third fight, to be honest with you. I feel that, you know, it, I mean, it, it, it's inevitable, but, you know, if we didn't have that fight, I would be 100% complete with that. But right now, Valentina's entering that era where who can possibly stop her? You know, um, you know, obviously everyone can be beaten and you know, it's like, it's, she, she's a fantastic fighter and I'm being completely honest right now. It's not like, you know, she's absolutely unstoppable, but there is a gritty fighter out there that I feel, you know, there's someone out there to beat all these champions, but right now we're not seeing it. We're not looking at this. This isn't something we're looking at right now. We're looking at who she's fighting and her performances are getting better and better. I've never seen that happen to Jessica I before. So Valentina knocked her out. You know, it's not no split decision victory for so-and-so versus Jessica I. It isn't a unanimous decision victory. No, she knocked you out. She stopped you. You didn't go the distance. You got knocked out. She knocked her out. Valentina finishes fights. I mean, you look at what she did to Priscilla Cachuera over a while ago. She beat the fuck out of her. Valentina dropped. When they had that weight class uh, introduced, Valentina dropped. She took full advantage of that and dropped. She wasn't going to be the best at 135 pounds by inches. So, essentially, the UFC opens a flyweight did the tournament Valentina dropped to flyweight and you know Valentina was already considered the one of the best women fighters female fighters excuse me at 135 pounds so the weight class jump uh, drop was beneficial for her and she benefited 100% from it and look where she is now I mean I'm, I haven't felt like the she's in the Jose Aldo or uh, uh, um GSP range right now, or Chris Cyborg, or Joanna on Jacek range when she starts to defend her title and look good every single other time. You know, like DJ, for example. You know, he would go the decision for a while, and eventually he started finishing fights in spectacular fashion. Now, Valentina's fights have been in spectacular fashion. Don't get me wrong, but... It, when she starts landing head kicks like she landed against Jessica I and stuff, when she's, she's starting to put it all together. And I'm saying that she's already had it all put together. So she's just picking up where she should have been a few years back. And she looks absolutely phenomenal. So congrats to Valentina Shevchenko. Um, I don't know what other fights could be for her right now. I know um, a lot of people are leaning on... Uh, what's, the, what's the girl's name? What is her name? Uh... Jojo Calderwood to win, but Caitlin Chukagian, very entertaining, uh, also a phenomenal fighter. Um, she was on Ariel Hawani's show, uh, very entertaining, and you know, she, she, she convinced me uh, that she should be next. I mean, her skills, what she said about her footwork, and you know, all this other stuff. You know, when you have confidence like that, and you believe believe in yourself the way that she's appearing to believe in herself, that 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 makes makes it interesting, entertaining. Like, who's going to be the face of the 125 pound division if it's not Valentina? How are they going to come up with all these new challenges for her when she's beating the shit out of every single one of them? You know, is she going to be like a Demetrius Johnson, but for the women? And I, I had 125 pounds. So, congrats to Valentina Shevchenko. 
all respects to Jessica I. I'm very, uh, you know, obviously everybody, it's a sport. It's a brewer sport. And, you know, people will be on top of the bandwagon when, you, when you're doing good. But when you're not doing good, there's people that will take shits all over you. So I know how it is. I, I know, I mean, I can imagine. I don't know. I've, I've never been knocked out. But um, I know, you know, I can't imagine what she potentially is going through. So it, it's got to be pretty hectic, you know, stay offline after a while. So it's pretty it's pretty brutal. But, um, you know, it, th- things will get better, though, for her. Obviously, she'll come back. She seems to be in good spirits about everything. So um, I'm, I'm pretty confident she'll come back better than ever. Just after a scary knockout, like a knockout loss like that, it's just I don't know. I just don't know what they're going to look like, how tentative they're going to be, and, like, how how much they can, you know, you know, if they're going to go back to being the same or making some defensive, uh, defensive, uh, improvements and stuff like working on the defense on your defense and if they're going to be the same like they 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 used to be like i you just never know how it's going to be but when when certain particular individuals come back and they look better than ever that's usually the best thing i'm looking at aljamate sterling man like i i can't i can't talk about his performance enough like he he, he looked absolutely amazing i i never seen a performance like that I mean, I always knew he had technical skills, and I know technique-wise, he had it all. I mean, he has the long limbs. He, you know, he had those long, like, high head kicks. You know, I always knew he was a good striker. He just hadn't had the, you know, the, you know, the, I don't know, the time, you know, the, it, 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 the opportunity didn't come. So that's the thing. The opportunity, and it didn't really appear to show itself in certain fights because, you know, he's tying guys up, submitting guys. And now when this Marlin fight happens and he gets knocked out in seconds, I've never seen that happen to Aljamain Sterling. And ever since that happened, he comes back. He's like on a like a four-fight win streak, I think, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. And he looks absolutely phenomenal, beating the brakes off Jimmy Rivera, beating Pedro Munoz. Um, I forgot. Beat Cody Stamen. Who's the other guy he beat? And, you know, now he's one fight away from becoming a world champion. If he looks that good, his grappling's already been that good already. That's the thing. So this makes it to where it gets kind of exciting for me to talk about it now. Because if you look at his skills, just as he said, where can Suhudo beat him? Suhudo versus Aljamain Sterling's a really interesting fight because I think that stylistically it makes a lot of sense. When you look at Aljamain Sterling's performance against Pedro Munoz, I mean, Henry Cejudo fought a very dangerous opponent in Marlon Marais. You know, he was a great kickboxer, great great striker overall, power in his legs, power in his hands, very devastating. Aljamain Sterling's a different fight. He is creative on his feet. You know, necessarily doesn't, you know, he, he, he has pop in his punches, but we don't see him one-punch KO people necessarily because we haven't really seen his striking too much throughout all his fights but we've seen his skills we've seen him strike but we haven't seen the skills like we haven't seen a performance like we've seen against Pedro Munoz so if he can do that then um what else can he do I mean obviously like we, we, we've seen it all we, we've seen 
we've seen all the rest of the stuff. I mean, he has fantastic fin- submission skills. He has fantastic chokes. You know, uh, Anaconda choke. Uh, I think he has good darts. Yeah, great darts too. And, you know, good rear naked choke as well. I mean, Algerman Sterling's the real package. I mean, the fact is that he came into this fight with, no, not to this fight, but, he, you know, he started his career off mainly, you know, people knew of him as a grappler, a phenomenal grappler, a great grappler, you know, great submission skills, you know, ties you up, great wrestling, great takedown defense. But when he puts together a performance like that and, and he strikes his way to victory over primarily a striker, you know, who a lot of people thought maybe he would have the edge in the striking because Pedro just is such a complete, very well-rounded guy. And, you know, it was, it was, you know he, he finished Cody Garbrandt. That was a fantastic performance. I mean, you, you can't forget what Pedro has done already. I mean, Pedro beat Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt beat Dominic Cruz. I mean, MMA math, people don't like to talk about it, but you, you got to respect these opponents because everybody, each and every one of these guys have fought big top-tier guys. I mean, look at I mean, he, he knew exactly what he needed to do against Cody. He stopped him. Um, I mean, other than that, you know, he, he's, he's had a lot of uh, impressive performances. You know, obviously, he's never been finished in his career. He's a tough guy, and he's an exciting guy. I want to see him come back sooner rather than later because Pedro is absolutely fantastic. So, you know, that shows how good, how deep this division is. And, you know, a lot of people weren't necessarily thinking about Aljamain Sterling, you know, essentially competing for a title. I, I, at least I didn't. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't think he was far away. I just thought that, you know, for the time being, Marlon, I didn't think Marlon was going to lose. And this whole thing with TJ, everything just kind of threw forks into the, into the, into the fire. And, you know, I, it, I didn't get an opportunity to necessarily think about all this stuff because, you know, the whole thing with TJ, him wanting to fight Cejudo, him wanting to go up and wait, go down and wait, you know, fight for belt, and, you know, Marlon was there waiting for so long, and, you know, this whole thing was tied up, and that still would have been an interesting fight, seeing TJ versus Marlon, that would have been fun, but now you look at, like, go fast forward, I mean, who would have thought Henry Cejudo knocks out TJ Dillashaw, I mean, if you look at the way Mighty, the way he lost to Mighty Mouse in the first fight, it's like, I didn't think anybody else could come back and beat Mighty Mouse. But when I saw Cejudo fight Joseph Benavidez, even though he lost, the way his stand-up looked, how he looked, and you just his composure on the feet. You know, after he lost to Demetrius, he, he came back and... I just seen a fire in his eyes. I seen a man on a mission. I seen somebody that had vengeance on their mind. I seen somebody who wanted to be one of the best fighters on the planet. And, you know, for all these people to say, oh, he beat TJ Dillashaw. Oh, he did all this. You know, I knew he was going to do that. I felt it. Because he he he's absolutely phenomenal. He He's absolutely... You know, he he started MMA late. He was training. Obviously, he had a gold medal in the Olympics. And now he, he became the flyweight champion, beating Demetrius Johnson. He beat Demetrius Johnson. He shut Demetrius Johnson down. And Demetrius Johnson, for the longest time, was one of the guys that felt like I felt like he was unstoppable. There's nobody that can beat him. He is what Valentina is doing right now in flyweight. No one's beating her right now. 
No one's beaten Demetrius. Henry Cejudo comes around after losing the first time, coming back to beating Demetrius Johnson. It's not a Joseph Benavidez situation because we saw Joseph Benavidez and Mighty Mouse in a close fight in the first time, and we see Mighty Mouse and Joseph Benavidez the second time. Mighty Mouse knocks him out in impressive fashion. He finishes him. Mighty Mouse KO'd Joseph Benavidez. Just imagine what Henry Cejudo is going to do. I mean, Henry is absolutely phenomenal. You know, what he's been able to do in such a short amount of time, I'm still getting used to him. You know, all the cringe-worthy stuff that people are talking about, I love all that shit, man. His personality, he's entertaining. <laughs> he's real funny, dude. I just like, this guy's super genuine, and it feels like it's just, it, it's fun, man. If it's not Conor McGregor, it's Henry Cejudo, man. I got to be honest with you. There's no one else. You know, I, don't, I mean, there's no one else at these lower weight classes right now that are popping. There's nobody out there right now. I mean, obviously, there's fantastic fighters out there at lower weight, out the lower weight classes that I'm excited about, like Aljamain, Sterling. But, you know, like the entertainment, you know, every time I see Cejudo, I just want to see Cejudo versus, I mean, I don't want to see Cejudo fight um, people that, you know, that aren't fun, but, you know, he has some fun fights, and he's being fun, too, and him and Marlon, that whole thing with Marlon, how it started was hella funny, dude, I was like, come on, man, Henry talking about fighting all these greats at 135 pounds, it's, it's exciting shit, exciting times, I mean, it's a trend, I mean, look at his coaches, I mean, look at Patricio Pitbull over in Bellator, Two division champion. Look at Henry Cejudo, beats the flyweight champion, the undefeated, the the unstoppable, not the undefeated, but undefeated at flyweight, the unstoppable Demetrius Johnson comes in, he stops the un, unstoppable Demetrius Johnson. Next thing you know, he goes and stops C.J. Dillashaw, which was considered the best bantamweight of the world at all time. That wasn't named Dominic Cruz. I mean, T.J. I mean, TJ looked. He he he's looked good overall throughout his all his fights since the last time he lost. I mean, his razor thin close fight to Dominic Cruz, but uh, like other than that, like he just you know he he. It's not like he was unbeatable. Like TJ was uh, was beatable. Everybody's beatable, but you know just the way Henry did it made it seem so easy. He was able to capitalize on it. Now, I don't know necessarily if it had anything to do with the weight cut. You know, obviously, it was a little bit of a funny stoppage. But, you know, the fact is he did beat TJ Dillashaw. And I was just thinking, like, you know, he beat him. And so now you look at the, the, the checklist of people that Henry's beaten. He's beaten Marlon Myers, TJ Dillashaw, Demetrius Johnson. And Marlon, Marlon Myers, Demetrius Johnson, and TJ Dillashaw. And he's going to add more people to the list. It's interesting, man. Good times. Interesting times, for sure. I mean, no one thought about No one thought this about flyweight. I don't think anybody did. I mean, if you look at it, it's... It's... it's, it's, it's I, I, I'm speechless. Literally, I like speechless because... I never foreseen this MMA is so unpredictable I never seen I mean the whole thing with TJ's drug test fail you know all that shit happening and all that other than that I was forced to think about potential matchups for TJ at either 125 pounds or him fighting Cejudo at 100 
and 35 pounds as a, in a rematch, and then I didn't know what was going to go on with the rest of these contenders. But you know, unfortunately, a little bit has happened. You know, Marlon lost, and Marlon's one of the few that I feel that will and can still be a champion. Had success in that first round against Henry. He looked good. He's looked good overall. This is the first fight where we really seen him. You know, you know, this is the first fight we've seen him lose really like in, in devastating fashion. The first time we've seen him lose in the UFC, it was a split decision. A lot of fight, people thought that he won that fight with the Sun Sal the first time around. But other than that, we, we've never seen him, unless you've seen his past losses outside of the UFC and stuff like that. But we had never seen him lose that way. So it was kind of, it was, it was different. So that happens. Um, Al Jermaine Sterling looks fantastic now. Where does he go from here? Obviously, there's no other way to for him to go other than for that title shot, man. Because I think that um, what he's been, what he was able to do, dude. Like, like going back to what I was saying, um, I feel that there's no, there's no other way to go for him. And if he doesn't get the title shot, then I don't know what the fucks are gonna do. Well, first things first, you got to make sure the champion's healthy because he came into that fight with a sprained ankle. We don't know how bad it is. So, whatever happens with that, um, if they do put Pietro Yan versus Aljamain Sterling, I think it'll be an excellent fight. I think, I think. Aljamain Sterling could finish that fight personally, but if they put that fight together, that's just a little bit more mat time for Aljo, a mat time for Peter Yan, and it makes for more of an exciting fight for when the champion does return. It's just a matter of what he's, what is he going to do? He says he likes bantamweight fighting at 135 pounds, and this is one of those things that happen when the two division champion status comes up. It's just, it's a matter of what belt are you going to want to defend? Do you want to cut more weight, drop more weight, be more miserable? Or would you rather just fight at a weight class where only you fight 10 times better? You know, and for me, more logical opponents, more fun, more, more bigger matchups, bigger fights, better style matchups for him at 135 pounds. Look at this, look at the brochure, look at the list. Look at the lineup. Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt, Aljamain Sterling, Marlon Marais again, um, Pieter Yan, and there's a lot, a long list, Jimmy Rivera. By, by any means whatsoever, I didn't think Jimmy looked bad. I thought he was very aggressive like he usually is. Very devastating. I forgot which fight it was when I very first watched Jimmy. I was just like, fuck, this dude's swinging leather. He's just fucking aggressive and vicious. I mean, he lost to Marlon, too, the same way Aljo did. He lost to um, Aljamain Sterling as well recently. And, you know, Aljamain dominated that fight. But, um, you know, he was aggressive in this fight. And I thought it was a close fight. Had he not gotten hurt in those two rounds at the end of the round, I thought the outcome might be a, may have been a little bit different. But like I said, going back to Henry, this 135. I mean, man, there's there's some good fights at 125 pounds. I'm not going to completely close the bed for that. I think Joseph Benavides, that would be fun for him to get his losses back. So all the losses that Henry's gotten, he should get back. And that was a close fight too, Joseph versus Henry. 
It was very, very close. I mean, other than Joseph, I don't, I don't think of any other matchups. I mean, a couple people mentioned like Juicy A Formiga at 125. But I was like, that doesn't, no, that doesn't interest me. No, I don't think they should do that. Um, but um, yeah, so Benavidez just gets that one back real quick. You know, I'll respect some Benavidez and stuff like that, but for, for fight fans, that would be cool. As, as fans of Henry Cejudo, to finish that off, get that fight back, continue, go back to 135 pounds. If, if, if they don't go directly with him defending the belt at 135, then I think the 125-pound fight with Joseph Benavidez makes sense. But if they don't do that, then what the fuck are they going to do? There's no other fights that make sense for him. Algerine certainly makes the most sense. So UFC, book that fight. Put that on. Tatiana Suarez looks good. You know, wasn't he wasn't like Khabib-ish this this time around, but she got the job done. Obviously, she had an injury, so a lot of people who have been injured in fights know what it's like. A lot of people that don't know what it's like, shut the fuck up, criticizing the performances. You know, oh no, you're overrated. You'll get exposed. You won't get away with that with so and so. Gotta love fight fans. You know, it was performance that she needed. You know, sometimes you got to have those lackluster performances sometimes. It, 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 it makes you better. And you come back ten times stronger. In her case, I feel like that's what's going to happen. And it's okay. Because you got to have those performances sometimes. And it's okay to have those performances. And because of that, you know, you know obviously she needs to go home and get hit healthy and stuff like that. And, you know, make sure she can come back at 100% before anything. But, you know, I still think that she possesses championship material. And if she came into the fight healthy, came into the fight prepared, and is as crisp and sharp as she normally is, she'd come in, execute a perfect game plan, take everybody down. She does have the best wrestling at 115 pounds, the best suffocating pressure like that. No one has a grappling like her. And still... People talk shit, and she still won. So that's a check mark in my book for Tatiana Suarez. Matchup-wise, you know, essentially, if she's not injured when she's better, fight-wise, I think makes sense for her. Maybe she can fight, yeah, she can fight uh, Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson has been campaigning for a title fight, wants to become the first mom champ. Obviously, she's won. I think she won her last three fights, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think that, you know, that would be a, a great fight, you know, because right now Jessica Andrade is in limbo to potentially fight Woolly Zhang or Liz Carmouche, whichever one they end up doing, which is kind of funny because, we, I mean, we don't know what's going on with Rose in the meantime. But I did see something in the news the other day that, that Rose's manager said they, they 100% want that 
rematch or she 100% wants that rematch. You know, we haven't really heard from Rose. She's not really the kind of person that's going to be real open and on social media posting, talking about all this other stuff. She's kind of like a quiet, reserved kind of person. So we haven't really got too many much updates for what's going on with her and stuff. So we don't really know what's going on. It seems like the UFC's struggling desperately to make a women's strawweight matchup. So that's why they're exploring different avenues, potentially a champion going to China or fighting in a re, uh, fighting against uh, who? Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. I just got confused. Who the fuck is Andrade going to fight? She's not fighting Wiley Jung. Wasn't it? I, I'm pretty sure. No, it's not. That's 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 in, inaccurate. I was thinking that it was against Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche. Am I mistaken? Let's just forget I said that. But whoever Jessica Andrade is fighting, should she should be fighting uh, Michelle Waterson. Michelle Waterson deserves a title shot. I think so. Um, I can't think of anybody else that's that's up there that deserves a title fight right now. Other than Suarez or, you know, Suarez or, you know, it was originally going to be Suarez or Nina Antaroff, but Nina obviously came up short in this fight, and no, that won't be happening. So, I don't know what could be next there. I think, you know, if the UFC is is struggling, I'm going to look that up. That shit's bugging me. Let me see. I'm going to look it up and see what... If it who they're targeting her to fight, and if there's any any sources that I can rely on, it seriously looks like I'm talking to myself. It's funny, it's funny as fuck because I do the podcast on my phone. Um. Ah, here we are. It says Rose definitely not edited and are uh, definitely interested in Andrade's rematch, but not ready to fight yet. Um. So, well, I mean, it says Jessica Andrade versus Wheelie Jung. But I, I thought I swore it said Liz Carmouche. I mean, Liz Carmouche beat her. They fought before. I don't know. I, I seen a report, but it's if it's it's probably most likely going to be Whaley Jung. I don't know why they would pick her over Michelle Watterson because like you're trying to build yourself a champion, and your your, your champion your, people are going to know who your champion is based off the exposure that you get. Going to China. Come on, UFC. I mean, that, that could be a different market. I mean, you could have the champion from the champion from Brazil coming to China, man. Just imagine that shit. Just imagine, imagine the implications. Imagine what could potentially happen. I mean, usually it would be like an American going to China and shit, like or, or a British person. You know, Bisping went to China a couple times, but um, I mean, there's been a lot of American fights in in. in in the UK and stuff like that, or Brazil and stuff like that, so it wouldn't be necessarily like completely enemy territory if she did that, but it, it wasn't what we were looking for or thinking about, because you know, a lot of people were thinking about it like this, um, 
Tatiana Suarez was going to win in that spectacular fashion. And this fight with Nina Ansarov and Tatiana Suarez was going to be the number one contender fight. But, you know, after that fight, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't like a, ooh, I can't wait to see her fight for the belt. It wasn't one of those big moments. There wasn't a huge moment, a defying moment from those fights. Obviously, she looked good and stuff and dominant, but there wasn't like... There wasn't like oh my god oh my god moment to where that's exactly like what we wanted to, wanted to see next. It just really wasn't. I don't think it was. I think the hype's real low right now, and that's kind of like what pays into the factor of what makes it so hard for the UFC to book those future matchups for her if they want to get right back to work because it seems like she's jumping right back into action. I mean, maybe not. I don't know what's going on behind the negotiations table and stuff like that. But I think Michelle definitely is a fun fight. But I think right now, because of the reason, because of the reason that the fight wasn't so over, I mean, it wasn't like overwhelmingly exciting for a lot of people performance-wise. I mean, a lot of people that love Tatiana Suarez and are huge fans of her are completely satisfied. But what the UFC is looking for, as we know, are big fights that make a lot of you know, exciting sense, excitement-wise, entertainment-wise, what's going to bring the most asses in the seats. That's how the UFC operates. So they're going to do that. I feel like when they book Wei Li Zhang versus Jessica Andrade, they're most likely going to look at a matchup between Tatiana and Michelle Watterson. I think that, I mean, that could be an option. I know Michelle's a little upset right now because she's not being considered for title implications right now. That doesn't mean it won't be in the future. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, Valentina looked amazing. It's excellent talking about the women, the women flyweights or women title, women uh, strawweights and the women women flyweights. Women's featherweight, I mean, just hasn't really taken off like like it could. That's the thing. I mean, it's Chris Cyborg and Megan Anderson and that other girl that Chris Cyborg's going to fight. So if I can't name a lot of them, that must mean something. But anyways, let's move along. What do we have going on this weekend? Let's see. I feel like there's something what we're not looking at right now. Let me see. I'm glad we're able to get in here and do this because, like, I have a busy day and stuff, so a lot of shit to do, a lot of shit to take care of after this, but, like I said, it's more fun to do some shit like this and, uh, you know, have time to do it. We finally have time to do it, sit down and talk about these exciting things. So, all right, so UFC 238 just happened, so UFC Fight Night. Moicano versus the Korean Zombie. Hmm. I mean, I'm not excited. I mean, it's a great fight, fun fight. Korean Zombie always is wild man. Has a win over Dustin Poirier. Um, knocked out Dennis Bermudez in the main event in his last fight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Honato Moicano beat Cub Swanson, and pretty ex- emphatic fashion, well, he knocked him down with that jab, and then he submitted him, but Moicano just lost to Jose Aldo, but Jose Aldo just lost to, 
Alexander Volganovsky. So who, who the fuck knows, man? This may be a good fight. I mean, it's a great fight, implication-wise, featherweight-wise. You know, uh, aside from the Jose Aldo fight, Moicano has some upsides to this. You get a win over the Korean Zombie, man. You're right back in there for sure. Um, I mean, Brian Ortega, he was, had a close fight with Brian Ortega. Um, obviously, Jose Aldo is not in the mix right now because he did just lose to Alexander Volganovsky. But, you know, this could be another clear-cut contender. You know, essentially a contender that could fight for the belt somewhere down the line. I don't know necessarily anywhere is, anyone's going to be barking for either two of these men to be fighting for the title anytime soon. But, you know, they could. We, we, we never know. But you know, it's a cool fight. It's all right. But nothing too exciting. Um, let's get to Bellator, though. There's a lot of Bellator shit. There's a huge stacked card. Bellator is taking over this weekend for sure. A lot of exciting shit coming up, man. I can't, I cannot stress it enough. Okay, so Bellator, 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 Bellator. I'm trying to see the exact, I'm going to see the Bellator. Bellator 222. Bellator is fucking picking up, though, dude. Mm. All right, let's pull it up. Fight card uh, for Bellator. I keep saying it. I like to say that. Bellator. 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 McDonald versus Gracie. All right. Let's pull it up. All right. Is it up? All right. So in the main event, Roy McDonald versus Neiman Gracie. Semi-final. Conan is Lyoto Machida. Chael Sonnen. A title fight between Darian Calderwell versus Kyochi Oroguchi rematch. Eduardo Dantes versus Juan Archuleta. Dylan Dennis, the great Dylan Dennis, returns against Max Humphrey. A lot of fans will be loving to see that one. People's main event in a lot of people's eyes for Connor fans. Um, preliminary card, Aaron Pico versus Adam Borix. Ricky Vandejas, who has a win over James Gallagher versus Patrick Mix. Brandon Polcolary versus Brandon Medina. Mike Kimball versus Sebastian Ruiz. Heather Hardy versus Talian Turner. Um, blah, 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 blah. Robson Gracie versus Oscar Vera. And, you know, a couple other good fights, but a lot of the, you know, mainly just, you know, the big stars. Leon Machida, Chael Sonnen, Rory McDonald, Neiman Gracie. There's a lot of exciting fights, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see that. Um, Chael's been talking a lot about begging Ryan Bader to give him a title fight, and I just think it's hilarious, man. I think Ryan would maul Chael Sonnen. Just saying, man. I don't think there's anywhere... Or anything that Chael Sonnen does that, that that could be of a problem to Ryan Bader. But um, speaking of the fight between him versus Machida, interesting fight. Interesting, interesting, interesting fight because it's, it's not like a 2011 Machida where Machida is just so hard to catch and he's he's real hard to you know you know cut off and and you know slow down. I mean it's it's not the same. I don't feel like it's necessarily the same Machida that we're seeing back in the day when he's just unstoppable. No one's able to catch him and you know someone you know rushes in and gets caught with the shot that they weren't seeing. You know like Ryan Ryan Bader did that. Tito Ortiz couldn't catch him, you know, Machida had a close fight with Rampage, stuff like that, I mean, Machida was just hard to catch up to, he was hard to fight, that's why he was undefeated for so long, but, you know, when he fought wrestlers, you know, he's essentially not done too good, I mean, look at the Phil Davis fight, obviously, 
Phil Davis is a fantastic wrestler. Um, him, I mean, him probably versus, you know, him versus Rashad. I mean, he knocked Rashad out, but uh, I don't necessarily, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Chael, Chael's dangerous. Don't get me wrong, but striking-wise, I feel Machida severely has a, a huge, huge advantage in the stand-up department. I mean, Chael has great boxing. He's a great boxer. He's gritty, but, you know, striking-wise, I think Machida is a lot more calculated, a lot more sharp on the feet, you know, precision-wise, accuracy-wise, and footwork-wise, and he presents a lot of huge problems in the stand-up in the stand-up department but you know the thing is the pressure and the wrestling of Chael son Chael Chael's very intelligent I'm not saying that Chael isn't going to win this fight I'm just saying that you have to use a specific kind of strategy against a guy like Machida you can't just you can't just rush in you can't just strike with them you're not going to win in the striking I mean if you're a world-class striker like I said like a Rafael Corvalo like when he, he fought Leo Machida that was you know he's a credible striker a guy that you know has striking credentials and stuff like that so it's easy for him to strike but you know a guy like Chael Sonnen Chael's Chael's never really been a guy to stand up I mean obviously he did drop Anderson Silva and you can't tell you can't forget about that I mean he he, he has some high level skills but a lot of Chael you know all, all respects to Chael but a lot of his victories and and his decision wins and all the all the wins that he's had have been you know suffocating pressure submission victories you know pressure decisions and you know some TKOs. You know he has some devastating ground and pound, and and a great blast double, and he's very strong. And and you know, if someone like Chael gets you down, and you know you're not ready to get back up. It's going to be a long night for sure. But I just think there's nothing that Chael does that Machida can't possibly be ready for. I mean, this is 40 year old plus Machida. I don't know how this Machida is going to look. I think Machida could finish Chael Sonnen. I think Machida can knock Chael Sonnen out. Uh, Machida's no no joke, that's for sure. Machida, Machida's been fighting for a very long time. He's fought in different organizations. He's fought in different people. I think he fought BJ Penn, and he fought Rich Franklin. That's fucking crazy. I think he beat them both, too, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Machida's fought in the best guys. I mean, he has a win over two champions in the Bellator cage right now. Gengard Musasi, one of the best middleweights in the world. Ryan Bader, one of the best fighters, one of the best light heavyweights in the world. Top three, top four. That's under John Jones. You know, it's Daniel Cormier. I was John Jones, Daniel Cormier, Ryan Bader, Anthony Johnson, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell. There's a lot of fantastic uh, fighters. A lot of, you know, goats. A lot of the greatest fighters of all time. Machida has a win over two of them. Gegard Musasi, one of the best from middleweights, like I said. And Ryan Bader. So, interesting to see what happens in that fight. And Chael's, Chael's good. It'll be interesting to see if Chael can figure out a way to... You know, get a hold of Machida. Mainly, like I said, it's has to do a lot with the grappling and the pressure and shutting him down. You can't let Machida be Machida because Machida's going to do what he does best, capitalize and essentially, you know, you know, he'll find a way to win. He'll knock you out. Don't necessarily think he'll submit you, but you know, never say never. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Though, so.
Machida versus Sonnen. Catch that one in Bellator. I think it's going to be on the zone, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So, what's been up with me? Not much, man. Not not much. There's not been too much. I haven't really done a lot. It's kind of been... I went to the weed shop the other day, though. Got some new uh, cartridges. Cartridge, couple cartridges. I got one Kingpin and one uh, and one Select. If you're a smoker and you're, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the two different types. Two brands, two different brands. Um, the same type, though. So what I mean by that is they're both hybrids and I got some weed too also hybrid I only fuck with hybrids but that fucking other one is really a hybrid it's severely a hybrid like it makes me get like super amped up and talk a lot about shit so it's like pretty interesting but this select one the select one I have right now I actually have it in my pocket but uh it's really good it really works and you just enjoy everything you really do, but um, yeah. Other than that, I just haven't been doing nothing, nothing really too much. Just been, just been kind of like focused. Just been focused. Just been grinding. It's been real hot. Been relaxing a lot. Staying out of the, out of like the the cold weather and or the hot ass weather and shit like that. So it's like I just been avoiding all that. There's no point. It's way too hot. We watch a lot of fights, so like I said, I had a lot. I had a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of fun watching that uh, main card last weekend. So I mean, all those fantastic performances. I had a lot of fun with that. And other than that, like you know, I just just been chilling, chill. Designed some really cool T-shirts and stuff like that. I've just been hanging out at the house. You know, it's, it's 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 hectic. I mean, the fight game is pretty crazy, man. So, it's like there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. So I've just been kind of paying attention to all the stuff that's been going on, and you know, breaking down all these fights because it's, it's pretty it's pretty exciting, man. We're in a really interesting time right now because of all the stuff that's been going down. There's a lot of exciting shit happening, like you know, Henry Cejudo and. Everything he's doing, everything's just been kind of crazy. It's been crazy, so it's like the sport's been kind of crazy. Like, um, like I don't know. It's just it's changed a lot, like in a short amount of time, and it's exciting. It's like you you're kind of you leave yourself kind of speechless in a way. But uh, yeah, other than that, going back to what I was saying earlier, like I didn't really I didn't really do anything last weekend. I've just been kind of relaxing because it's been hot and you know I've been tired and sometimes we overwork ourselves sometimes and we have a tendency to never rest and it's like my mind my mind will completely outwork my body like no matter what it is that I do like I'm just gonna overwork myself and then like I don't really relax like I should I deserve to relax everybody does but um whew, damn she was cute as fuck. So awesome being single. You can look at all the girls you want. 
don't ask where I am. But yeah, I don't know. I've just been, I've just been fucking tired, so I've just been relaxing and staying out of the heat. I haven't really done anything too exciting. I just mainly just fuck with my pen, my CBD. I see why everyone uses it because it just like keeps you so fucking calm and all that shit. So we're hitting the 59 minute mark. So give, give me oh, already. I was gonna say give me a second, but I, was, I wanted to make sure it was right. That's I. But yeah, other than that, I don't know. There's really nothing else. That was everything we want to talk about because it's. I was just absolutely stunned at how amazing everyone looked on that card. It's like they all came to seriously fight. And they all did. And it's like, they all looked fucking amazing too. Obviously it sucks for Cerrone and stuff like that, but like overall, man, overall it was fantastic performances. You know, um, Suarez looked good. Um, what's the girl's name? The little, the Mexican girl at one. What's her name? Uh, what was her name? Why am I drawing a blank? Why can't I remember her name? Alexa Grasso, huh? There we go. Alexa Grasso looked good too, so. But other than that, guys, that's all I think for today. Thank you all for tuning in for episode 188 of the G Meeker MMA show. Like I said, we're available on Spotify. We're available on iHeartRadio, iPhone, iPhone podcasting app. If you have iPhone, Android, we're versatile. We don't judge iPhone, Team Android, doesn't matter. We're available on also iHeartRadio, Podbean, Podbay.fm, basically all the other major podcast providers, like we always say. If you are inspired or if you or aspiring, excuse me, the wrong, I used the wrong word. If you're aspiring or you're, you're searching to become a podcaster, if you're, if you're wanting to get into that kind of thing, hobby, business, whatever it is you want to call it, category, or field, however, whatever fucking entry word you want to use, if you want to get into that realm, that field, the family of podcasting, you can visit www.anchor.fm slash start, or quite simply just go to the app store and download the app because it's easy as hell, everyone uses the application, everything's digital now, so why not just go to the app store, download the app, Anchor, like I said, it guides you through it step by step by step by step, and there's no other easier way to start your podcasting career. Let your voice be heard. You never know who you're inspiring. You never know who... Like, you could be a really famous person and start a podcast and have a lot of people tune in to listen to you. You never know how big of an impact that you can truly make. So, if you want to start your journey to impacting lives or entertaining or keeping people occupied via social media and via audio or video, whatever kind of podcast you choose to do, I think that's one of the best things you should do. So, anchor.fm slash start. You can visit my podcast link over at Anchor as well www.anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA show one more time anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA show I thank you guys for tuning in today we will be back sooner rather than later because I actually kind of got excited off this one you know I, I want to talk something that's non-fights we'll come up with some other stuff I mean we're still, we're still searching to have more guests and stuff on and stuff like that so 
tune in for that. Really exciting stuff coming up. Um, and can't wait for all that stuff. So tune in, guys. And thank you guys for all tuning us. I don't even. I didn't know how to sign off properly. I said thanks for tuning in and and listening with us. Get share, like, review. Give us reviews. Give us ratings. Do everything we need to do to make this podcast shoot up the ladder, shoot up the ranks, folks. Let's sign off properly this time. This is me, Gabriel Hernandez. You can follow me on social media on Snap at G Meeker underscore MMA. Yes, we did go back. To that handle G Meeker underscore MMA Instagram at G the King underscore MMA um, Instagram for the podcast is G Meeker MMA Show at G Meeker MMA Show Facebook.com slash Gaby Baby one two three G Meeker MMA out baby see you all next week